Welcome to the Money is Emotional podcast with Christine Lukin, the Financial Dignity Coach. In this podcast, we help you recover a positive and peaceful relationship with your personal finances. We do this by bringing together wise money management with emotional intelligence. Join us for this journey where we navigate our relationship with money as Christine Lucan draws from years of experience and guest experts to help you get to the root of your money issues. Welcome to the Money is Emotional podcast with Christine Lucan. Never were true words spoken. They were spoken by the lady herself, Christine. It's good to be with you. It's nice to see you again. Good to see you as well. So I have seen the title of your podcast. (laughs) I'm going to hand it over to you with a little bit of fear and trepidation, if you don't mind. (laughs) Are you saying you don't want to touch this one with a 10-foot pole? Is that what you're saying, Bill? It's like there's something about the title of the dangers of girl math that make me a little nervous, okay? (laughs) So take it away and explain, please. Yes, yes. The dangers of girl math. So, you know, in all honesty, I've I've known about this concept, but I, I never knew that it had like a formal name and it was like a whole thing. Yeah. So girl math is an invented set of rules that women supposedly keep to justify impulse spending. Mm. So for example, I'll see things like if you buy something and you use it all the time, you use it every day, and it costs less than a dollar a day, it's practically free. Mm. (laughs) That's an interesting interesting equation. (laughs) Uh Yes. Or any item under... So so since I buy groceries, I just let me me get this clear. Since I buy groceries and I eat them and they're not here anymore, they were basically basically free. free. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Or, you know, it can be if I find... $20 in my winter coat pocket that I forgot I had, then whatever I buy with that is basically free. Oh, now that I can, that I, uh, I I agree with that rule. Okay. I agree (laughs) with that rule. Or any item that's under $5 is free. (laughs) So, you know, if you just search the hashtag girl math on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, you'll see thousands of examples. And there's a reason why this whole trend is getting me really fired up. So I actually just want to warn people at the beginning of the episode that I might use some strong language. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, <laughs> just because the topic is emotional. I, so, you know, you're excused. Yeah, I know. Usually we like to keep things, you know, pretty squeaky clean around here. But I'm like, as, as I'm talking with different people about this. I'm finding myself getting really fired up. So I'm like, you know what? We're just going to put the disclaimer out there just in case. (laughs) (laughs) So you're probably wondering like, okay, Christine, where did this whole girl math trend really start? You know, people sharing about it, coming up with these super elaborate justifications of spending a lot of money and trying to rationalize it, justify it down to zero. So it appears to have started with this recurring radio segment 
it was actually a New Zealand radio station. So they had this segment called Girl Math. And listeners send in details about their purchases. And the show's co-hosts work to justify the spending until it's basically free. Oh, this would be interesting. Yes. (laughs) So I know that... You know, hey, you you find $20 in your coat pocket you forgot you had. Yes, that does feel like it's free. But it's starting to get out of hand. And I'm going to use a pretty extreme example to illustrate my point that I heard from this radio station. So they used girl math to justify spending $5,600 on this Taylor Swift concert extravaganza. Wow. And trying to work it down to basically free. So I'm not a Swifty. I'm I'm not, I'm not a big concert goer, uh, you know, like nothing against Taylor Swift at all. I'm just, I'm just not that into her. Um, but honestly, if someone did this for any artist <laughs> trying to justify it down to zero, I think I would still have a hard time with it, no matter who it is. <laughs> <laughs> so the example that they they broke it down. So this woman called in and she said, here's what I spent. I spent $5,600. So this woman lived in Australia, somewhere in Australia, and she was traveling to Sydney, Australia. So she was traveling within the country, but she had to fly. Okay. So she flew to the concert. She was staying four nights in a hotel, and she was actually seeing... Taylor Swift for all four nights that she was playing in Sydney. Now I've told some people this and they're like, Oh my God, how did she get four tickets for $5,600? Because evidently some of them are going for a lot more. So I don't know, maybe she was just doing the nosebleed section. Um, But that's still a lot to spend on an event. I think you and I can both agree. I have spent less (laughs) than that on a vacation. Exactly. (laughs) All right, so I will break this down how they justify it. They first said, well, you are seeing four concerts on four consecutive nights. Rather than going to one concert every three months in a different location, right? So you're seeing four concerts, you're going to one place. So, you know, you could have booked four different concerts all over the country during the year, and you would have had to book a plane ticket to each of those concerts, right? Mm. So because you're just coming to one place to see all four shows, then how much was your plane ticket? And she said, well, my plane ticket was $600. So because she didn't go to four different concerts in four different places, she essentially saved the cost of three plane tickets. So they credited her $1,800. But here's the funny thing. As soon as they start doing the math, rather than subtracting $1,800 from $5,600, they subtract it from $5,000. So they've just like forgotten about, (laughs) they've already rounded down the total. From fifty six hundred to five thousand. So then they 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 explain why they did that. No, they just like said, okay, well, you spent, you know, you saved eighteen hundred dollars, so 
1500 minus 1800 and i'm in my head going no wait a minute she spent 5600 yeah <laughs> like you can't credit her the the one plane ticket that she actually used right because she would have spent that no matter where she went so the math is not mathing right out of the gate <laughs> <laughs> no kidding <laughs> <laughs> so then that they said okay so that leaves us 3200 dollars um, and they said, well, for accommodations, you have to live somewhere, right? So we're just going to credit you $200. I don't know where they came up with the $200. They didn't ask her how much her rent was. And guess what? She's still going to have to pay her rent. Right. <laughs> Not like, you know, and they did say something like, well, you know, you could get the cost down even more if you sublet your apartment. And she's like, well, I don't, I don't know if my roommates would let me do that or not while I'm gone for four days. <laughs> Okay. I, I can already see the steam coming out of your ears. <laughs> oh, trying to figure this, this out. is, well, it's not uh, like I'm going to pass out here from uh, disbelief <laughs> in a minute. It's like, holy smoke. Uh, well, then they said, okay, are you going to record the concert on your phone? Because if you do, then you can rewatch it. And they basically said, if you rewatch this concert a thousand times, then we'll credit you a thousand dollars. I'm not oh, sure why anybody okay. would want to rewatch anything a thousand times, but okay. They said the replays of the concert are worth, quote, at least that much. Now, the woman was lucky enough to get concerts in her home country of Australia to see Taylor Swift. Okay. So some people weren't so lucky. And they're actually having to fly to Europe to see her. So she's probably saving at least $2,000 by not having to travel internationally. And so that got her basically to zero. So at the end, they said, Holy so, it's, so it's basically free. It's which, free. <laughs> which that's the girl math mantra. It's basically free. You know, it's, it, 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 I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm just gonna sit back and 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 listen to this right now because all I can think of are all the, I, I'm, I'm kind of speechless and my brain is befuddled. Maybe I've just been hypnotized by all of this. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and of course they said besides the memories of the mm. T Swift concert. Those are priceless. Like I didn't think you could put a price. Thank good. I was gonna say you can't put a price on those. You can't. You can't. I mean, you know, besides this is like her biggest tour. She just became a billionaire. I don't know if you knew that. I did. I did. I have much respect for, for Taylor Swift. I, I'm feeling fuzzy and weird about girl math, but I got a lot of respect for the Swift. <laughs> well, I can tell you this for certain. Taylor Swift did not girl math her way into being a billionaire <laughs> i can promise you that i can promise you that yeah so this whole nonsense of it's basically free you know as my husband said nothing is free it costs somebody something right, right? like even if someone gives you something for free there's a cost to it whether yes. you're paying it or somebody else is paying it so We'll just uh, we'll just leave that one right there. But what I'm noticing is like girl math is everywhere, everywhere. I did 
a quick social media search uh-huh. and you know some of these examples they just cracked me up like when you return something and now have quote free money because girl math so oh, you return okay. something that you paid for last month and now you have the money back and now it feels like free money free free like you never spent it right or girl math is buying more to avoid shipping costs mm, i've seen that one yes and i'll admit i have fallen for that one <laughs> i have fallen for that one i've actually caught myself sometimes doing that where i'm like they're really good at marketing that where they say like you're only $25 away from free yes. shipping. <laughs> that just happened to me recently. I bought an <laughs> item that was like $26 and they're like, Hey, you're only $25 away from free shipping. And I'm like thinking, <laughs> wait a minute. How much is the shipping? Is the wait, shipping wait, wait, $25? Wait, much- oh, it's $5. Oh, never mind. <laughs> right. Yes. So not free. Um, or I saw this one, girl math, booking a trip so far in advance that when it's time to go, it's basically free because asked me paid for it six months ago. Mm. Oh, that different person, that other person paid for it. Right. Okay. Okay. That's weird. <laughs> now, one of the most convoluted ones I saw, and this one, this was a post on social media. It was actually a video and they had this whiteboard with uh-huh. all these equations on here. And it was basically breaking down the cost of Botox so that it averaged out to less than $5 a day, which is about the same as a cup of coffee, which is basically free. Yes. <laughs> That's a big one. You know what? That's a big one. I love that. Where they where yeah. they take a bit an expensive item and go, you know, over its lifetime, it's less than a dollar a day. Right. That's free. Go for it. And here's the thing. Retailers are jumping in on this, like with both feet. So I had one of my friends, uh, Trevelyn, who's also in the financial industry. She and I were chatting about this uh, in Messenger, and she sent me this ad. And the subject line was Girl Math Approved. And it was a major makeup brand where they were having a 50% off sale. Girl math approved. Yes. All right. (laughs) And I got one just the other day uh, and it said, girl math be like, if it's a $60 bra that you wear over 30 times, it's less than $2 a wear. So it's basically free. So now I'm getting my underwear for free. (laughs) Okay. Well, this is good. There's all kinds of places I can apply this math. I it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like um more like suspicious math than girl math, but you know. Yeah. And so, you know, here's the bottom line. Like watch out for re- retailers who are trying to girl math their way into your wallet. Now, mm-hmm. is there such a thing as boy math? Yes, there is. There there's actually a trend that my friend was telling me about called dog math. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it I was like a dog. So what's dog math? <laughs> what's my dog thinking? <laughs> so dog math is like if you're an hour late to feed him dinner. Yeah. 
then you're an hour late to feed him dinner. But if you're a minute late to feed him dinner, you're also an hour late to feeding him dinner. <laughs> okay. Because dogs have zero conception of time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's not relative to money. That's more relative to time and food <laughs> for the pets. <laughs> <laughs> this all this is funny. Okay. This is funny. It's amusing. <laughs> Uh, it's weird. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I just, I, 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 but I just cannot, you're a, you help people with their finances. This cannot be a healthy trend. This cannot be how, can you girl math your way to success? That's what I want to know. No, you cannot. <laughs> um, you know, here's why I have a problem with it is that, you know, behind every joke, there is a seed of truth and, yeah. Yes, I know that this whole girl math thing started as as a joke, you know, as something funny. And I recently, I guess it was on just a couple of days ago, I posted something on Facebook because I wanted to see people's most ridiculous examples so I could get, you know, some good right. examples for today. And I had one woman who was like, you know, you're blowing this all out of proportion. It's just women trying to be funny and witty and... But here's here's the problem with that. Most of the time, women are using girl math to justify spending money they know that they shouldn't. Mm. And a lot of times it's on credit. So, you know, just to clarify, the word justify means to show a satisfactory reason or an excuse for something. So when we're trying to justify something, we basically know that we're not doing the right thing, but we're trying to find some sort of excuse or reason for why we did it. And if we were to apply girl math to calories, it would be something along the lines of, well, it's my son's birthday. So, of course, I had to bake him cupcakes. And I would be a terrible mom if I didn't eat at least one large spoonful of batter to make sure that the cupcake batter tasted good even before I baked it. And, of course, I had to test two or three cupcakes before the party to make sure they were okay. It was all about quality testing. And, and then, of course, I had to eat a cupcake or two at his birthday party. So... Those calories are basically free. Yes. Yes. We know that that does not work. (laughs) (laughs) And it is the same thing for money. And, you know, if you're buying on credit, this is the opposite of basically free. So let's just say that the woman who went to the Taylor Swift concert, let's just say that she charged the $5,600 for all her concert expenses. And let's just be clear. She hasn't even paid for food. Mm-hmm. She hasn't paid for any Ubers to and from the the airport, the hotel. Well, but the but she was going to have to eat anyway, so that's free. And she was going to have to drive somewhere, that, so that's free. I'm I'm into this girl math thing now. You're that we, getting now the you hang got me of started, it. okay? <laughs> I've created a monster. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be a new thing. I'm going to start my own <laughs> podcast called Girl Math. Be weird, a guy doing it, but you know. Uh, we'll just call it Bill Math. 
<laughs> Bill, Bill Math is horribly close to this. So, <laughs> but let's just say that she charged this expense she for the concert. You know, if she's got an average bank credit card, Visa, Mastercard, etc. Currently, the average rate is twenty one percent. So, if she makes payments of five hundred a month, it's going to take her more than a year to pay off this expense. It's going to take her thirteen months, and it's going to cost her six hundred and ninety dollars in interest. Wow, that's not free. That is not free. This is the expense that follows you home <laughs> like a stray cat that'll never leave, right? Right. Yeah. So here's the bottom line. Girl math is a cutesy way to keep women dumbed down about money. In my opinion. Excuse me. Yes, you. Thank you so much for listening to the Money is Emotional podcast. We hope you're enjoying it so far. If you have any questions or would like to talk more about this topic, you can find us at www.christinelukin.com and all of our social media platforms are listed in the show notes. Because money is a powerful tool and whether we like the fact that money and power are interconnected in our world, it's they the are. fact. That is it's a, a fact. fact. And it's a powerful tool that all women should understand. And even here today in 2023, we are still behind men in the money department. And a lot more than I had thought. You know, I went and I, I dug up some of these stats that are just from the past couple of months. And I don't, it's not getting any better. I was honestly, I was holding out a lot of hope for the younger generations of women. I'm solidly a Gen Xer. And, you know, I was thinking like, okay, all these empowered women are rising up and they're going to want to learn about money and they're going to, you know, they're going to do better than my generation. And that's honestly not, not what I found. So, you know, women are traditionally and statistically even now, less likely to invest than men. And over time, this has some pretty serious repercussions. So women's retirement income is about 83% of what men's is. So it's 17% less. And women are 80% more likely to become impoverished after age 65. That's shocking to me because really honestly, now that we're serious for, for a little bit here, I know there I know many women who are quite good with money. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, I, that's why I fi- found the beginning and the opening of this podcast to be so funny because the women I know are good with math. Yeah. It's shocking to me that you're giving me giving us a set of statistics and facts that are just facts and they're not. Yeah. 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 And just in general, women are not as confident as men are in their investing abilities. And they have lower levels of knowledge about investing. And I just know from my own conversations with women, I have more investing conversations with men 
than with women where hmm. men are asking me questions or they want to talk to me about something versus women. Um, you know, and that's just, that's just my own circumstantial <laughs> yeah. uh, experience that women are not seeking out this information to the level that men are. And so, you know, Forbes recently reported that women earn 82 cents for every dollar that a man makes. So we know that there is this wage gap. Here is the most troubling thing for me. Women of color make 58 cents for every dollar that a white man earns. 58 cents. This is like, ladies, we got work to do here. And here's the thing. A 20-year-old woman, just general 20-year-old woman, just starting out full-time, year-round work, stands to lose $407,760 over a 40-year career compared to her male counterpart working the exact same job function. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And only 58% of women feel comfortable asking for a pay raise versus 74% of men. So we have both a confidence problem and a competence problem. And what I have found is your confidence naturally raises when your competence raises. Mm -hmm. And so this is getting the right knowledge and starting to put it into practice. Yeah. Right. Because we can't do better until we know better. That's true. And then, and then we can start feeling more confident. Another study that I looked at, uh, women are 40% more likely to have low levels of financial literacy than men. Um, and despite the plethora of information available at our fingertips on our phones, uh, Gen Z has the lowest level of financial literacy, 36%. And um, there's yeah. actually a seven-question quiz that FINRA has put out that tests financial literacy. So if you get more than a 50%, then you are considered to have passed the quiz. So we're actually going to put the link in the show notes so people can oh, excellent. Good. take the seven question quiz themselves. Um, I was delighted to get a hundred percent on it. <laughs> I think I would have been disappointed if I missed one. <laughs> it's kind of like you have to read them and you got to think you got to stop for a second and like, Okay, this seems to really simplified. Am I overthinking this or am I underthinking this? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, Finley, those but, group of tricksters over there. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, it really is. It, it's a good, quick little quiz to say, yep. okay, am I learning enough about personal finance and investing and understanding things like compound interest and credit card payments and investing. I mean, these are important things. It's shocking how few states actually require that high school students have a financial literacy course. It's less than half. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I, I, will, I will tell you anecdotally, I mean, I spent years as a business and financial reporter. So the, the, the notion that people by and large, forget about breaking it down by sex, just by by and yeah. large, people are not very financially literate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, so that part doesn't surprise me. The part that surprises me and, and honestly does depress me a little bit is that the breakdown by sex makes it look even worse. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and, you know, if women aren't talking to other women about these things, then we're perpetuating this, right? Because if men are generally more financially literate, they're probably talking to their sons about it. Now, I was very fortunate to have a father that taught me these things. Now, I didn't always listen to him. (laughs) You're right. And, you know, if you go back and listen to episode one, you'll see that I completely ignored his advice for a full seven years and crashed and burned financially. But, you know, thankfully, once I woke up uh, and came to my senses, I still had that foundation there that I needed. Um, But here's here's a very interesting fact. 80% of women will be 100% responsible for their finances for at least some period of time in their lives, whether by choice or by chance. So whether it's, hey, I've left the family household and I'm single and I'm right. I'm not married, I'm managing money on my own, or it's because of divorce or death of a spouse, then you're 100% responsible for running your finances. And as you know, divorcing women are a large chunk of my client base because all of a sudden they're like, I have not had to do this (laughs) on my own Mm -hmm. and I need some help. And, you know, thank God that they've, they recognized that fact and they did something about it. Yeah. So, um, and here's the other thing, especially, for those of you who are listening and you know you love social media, popular social media accounts are not the best place to get financial literacy and advice. And I know I'm saying that as someone who shares financial literacy and financial advice on social media, but you want to, first of all, personal finance is personal. And when we give this sort of advice, it's general advice. It's not personalized advice. And right. so I can't be giving advice in a vacuum and you have to take everything with a grain of salt. And you want to make sure that the people that you're learning from have the credentials, they have the experience, and they have the results that you want, right? It's not just someone who can do some funny dance on TikTok or who has a great singing voice and will right. sing to you about girl math. but you know i share these stats because honestly ladies if these stats don't both piss you off and light a fire under your butt to change like i i don't know what will (laughs) no yeah and you know here's here's the other important thing when you are in control of your money you don't need to justify your spending if i'm tracking my spending if I have little to no debt, if I've got plenty of money in my savings, I'm investing for the future. Girl math is completely unnecessary. 
because yeah, if you have the money, you can use that money to enjoy your life and to do the things you enjoy because you have it saved. It is there. It's, yeah. 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 So if you're spending intentionally, there's no justification necessary. I mean, I buy luxury items that I love with cash and I don't feel bad about it at all. And here's why. I have handled my finances responsibly for many years and that's why I get to enjoy it. Uh, you know, so for example, girl math would try to justify this ring that I have, which is nice. pretty blingy and expensive. Yeah. So it's, it's 22 karat gold. It was expensive. I will just tell you, it, it was a $5,000 ring that I had custom made. I do not feel any ounce of guilt or shame spending that money uh, because I absolutely love it. But what girl math would try to do is justify it. They would say like, okay, well, if you wear this ring at least 100 days every year and you wear it for 10 years at least, then you've got the cost down to $5 per wear, so it's essentially free. Here's the other problem with that. It cheapens something. It cheapens the value. Yeah. You know, to me, yeah. I love this ring. I have, you know, I appreciate every single dollar that I paid for it. And the person that made it for me, my friend Lisa, Lisa, Lisa Leone Jewelry. Uh, if you're looking for 22 karat gold, she's your girl. She is. She is. But, you know, for me to use girl math on my ring, on this piece of art that someone custom made for me, that cheapens the value of it. Yeah. And that's good completely point. unnecessary. Very good point. So if you manage your money like a grown ass woman, girl math is irrelevant. So you can fully enjoy the experiences and the things that you buy with your money when you have things handled. So I propose that we trade girl math for wealthy woman math. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot, actually. Me too. I, you know what? I like it so much. I just bought the website. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I'm like, hey, it's twelve dollars. I don't know, but I'm here gonna... we are, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> listeners. You're at the nascent, very beginning moments of wealthy uh, yeah. woman math. Wealthywomanmath.com. I need to redirect that to my website. <laughs> Someone's going to be like, oh, let me check that one out. So, I mean, wealthy woman math is actually doing real math to make solid financial decisions for yourself. And, you know, here's the thing. Like, I love getting a good deal. I love getting a free gift with purchase. I love getting free shipping as much as the next woman. But... I don't spend extra money to get things that I don't really need or want and then have to justify them away. Yeah. It's if I want something, I buy it. If I don't want something, I don't buy it. <laughs> I'd love for all of us women to get to that that point. Um, you know, and wealthy women, they know the cost of debt and they avoid it, especially for things that go down in value. You know, you can't you can't resell that concert experience 
I mean, unless you're going to go and scalp your tickets (laughs) at the Taylor Swift show. And you know what? She might decide after the first night that she does want to scalp a couple tickets and make her money back, right? So who knows? Um, You know, wealthy women are smart shoppers. I mean, I don't overpay for things. You know, when I see something that I want, I want to be smart with my money, especially if I'm spending a lot of money. Now, I know for things like art and custom-made jewelry that usually that price is not negotiable. But, you know, when I went to buy my car two years ago, I bought an Alfa Romeo, which Mm. a lot of people would say like, well, that's a very poor financial choice. Well, I would argue against that because, first of all, I paid cash for it. Second of all, I had a paid-off car that I got an excellent trade-in value on. And when I was at the dealership, I was shopping when they had just come out with the next year's model. Uh And so the 2020, which was still brand new, was $10,000 cheaper than the 2021. So... I still got my luxury car and got a good deal on it as well. So, you know, just because you're buying nice things doesn't mean you're flushing money down the toilet. (laughs) But it's really about having patience, understanding the numbers, and, you know, educating yourself. I mean, that's the most important thing. Wealthy women, they spend time learning. And they also know that they don't know it all. I know I don't know it all, especially when it comes to topics like taxes and investing. I always tell people, (laughs) don't take any tax advice from me other than pay your taxes and consult with your tax professional because I got a D in tax accounting. (laughs) Boom. Only D I ever got my entire life. I was like, all A's and B's. Tax accounting, D. <laughs> That's tough but, math, though. That's tough math. That's a whole different episode. Tax Oh, my math. God. <laughs> no, smoke would be coming out of my ears. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's why we had we had my friend Lisa Neiser on about the, the tax episode of, yes. like, help, I'm terrified of taxes because... You know, that can be me, too. Mm-hmm. It's just it like, is me. Oh my God. Yeah, it's, it's everybody. Yes, it's complicated. And that's the other thing. Wealthy women know when to pull in professionals to learn from and to delegate to. And that's important as well. That's really so, important. I mean, yeah. you know, th- that 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 is emphasized over and over again across all levels of life and money and everything else. The smart people know when they don't know, and they know that they're going to turn to Christine Lucan to help them get their financials, you know, in order. In, in, just, just the way it works. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and here's the thing. Listeners, you know, if you're using girl math, as an occasional funny joke or as a way to justify self-destructive financial behavior. You know. 
<laughs> you know which one you're using it as, you know, mm-hmm. is it just this little funny thing you do every once in a while or has that become a way of life for you? Because, you know, as I was looking at this, this video, the Taylor Swift example and the breakdown that they were giving, I was looking in the comments and there were people that were saying, girl math is my life. Like, I love girl math. Girl math a thousand percent. You know, it's like these women are never going to be wealthy if if they're seriously saying girl math is my life. Yeah. So let's not be like the woman who spent all the money on Taylor Swift, probably on a credit card. We don't know for sure. You know, let's be like Taylor Swift. At some point in her career, when she started making good money, she decided, I need to hire good people and I need to start educating myself. And the reason why I know that is because, you know, she's not just into her music. You know, she has this whole entire empire built around her brand. And that doesn't happen by accident. She's an excellent businesswoman. And you don't get that way by doing girl math. No. No. <laughs> no, you do not. And, and you know, and if you don't believe either one of us, go find a, a female CFO. <laughs> I, have a, yeah. I have a friend, a friend of mine who's CFO for a number of different companies. She would be the last person in the world to buy into the concept of girl math. Yeah, yeah. So I know girl math started as a joke, but you know, women are still behind men, both in monetary assets income and financial literacy so in my opinion i think it's a cutesy way to keep women dumbed down about money so that's opposed to my business's core value which is financial dignity i want that for all women and because of that and because i feel so passionate about this i'm giving something away for free to as many people who want it so If you want to download a free digital copy of my book, Money is Emotional, Prevent Your Heart from Hijacking Your Wallet, we are putting the link in the show notes because I don't want financial illiteracy to be an excuse for anyone. Like if you don't even have a dollar in your pocket, you can download this book and start reading it right now. That's fantastic. And I I can't resist. I'm really sorry. It's not just basically free. It is free. (laughs) It is literally free. Now, literally. It did cost me something, right? And once you read that book, you will see the experience <laughs> that it cost me. Right. The the hours of time that it cost me to write that book, you know, the the publishing costs. That book cost me something, but for you, it is 100% free because I feel so passionate about this. I want I want women to do better. I want them to know better and I want them to do better with money. And I want to be a part of that. Just to drive this home again, the the link is in the show notes. Yep. So the link is in the show notes. And if they want to call you and have any further conversations about this, because I, I, I suspect that there are some listeners who are thinking it might be a good idea to not treat this as a joke, <laughs> but it's yeah. something serious. Yeah, if you're interested in uh, coaching with me or inquiring about coaching, if you go to the website, Christine Lucan forward slash apply, christinelucan.com forward slash apply, 
you can schedule your uh, call with me and we'll see if we're a good fit to work together one-on-one. That's fantastic. Thanks, Christine. I, I thank you for the laughs, but thank you for the point. Mm-hmm. Because the point underneath all the laughter is a really serious one. And you need I mean, and I, I urge listeners to take that point seriously and and you and let it drive them forward. Let it yeah. let pick them forward. Make a change. Make a change. Yes. You know, if this doesn't apply to you, forward this to the women in your life, forward this to your wives, your daughters, your nieces. Your granddaughters. Let's get the word out. Get the word out is exactly right. Yeah. I, I, it's funny. I'm really blessed because, truthfully, I feel like I live in a bubble because the women I know own businesses, are executives, are, are partners in businesses. And, 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 and trust me, they're wealthy women math. They are not girl math. And there's a yeah. big, big big difference so yes there is so thank you thank you christine and thank you listeners for taking the time to listen to this episode if it resonates with you do something about it okay get a get a get the free book if nothing else get the free book it's not basically free it is really truly free okay (laughs) the other thing you can do if you're not already a subscriber is hit the subscribe button because then you will be notified every time Christine comes out with a new episode of this podcast. You won't have to remember where or where you heard it or anything like that. It will you come to your web listening device. That's free too, by the way. Yep. So do take action and do something about it. On behalf of Christine, I'm Bill Tucker. Thank you so much for listening. And we leave you with this one simple reminder. Don't wait to live your best life. Live it today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Money is Emotional podcast. To get in touch, visit our website at www.christinelucan.com or drop us a line at hello at christinelucan.com. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Christine Lucas. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing or tax advice. Always seek the advice of your advisor, tax professional, or other qualified financial professional with any questions you may have regarding your personal finances.